Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the post-celebratory beans and rice edition. Yes. yes. What better way to celebrate today the mm-hmm. end of a terrible era <laughs> than with carbs and protein? There you go. And a lot of chicken, too. Fucking beans and rice makes everything better. Uh, yeah, it's a good day here in the United States. Uh, and yeah. <clears throat> we, got, we kind of got rid of an invasive species. And I thought today's episode should reflect um, the horrors of an invasive species and maybe a, a way to get rid of it. I so. love it. I mean, I don't love <laughs> it. You know what I mean? But I love that we're going to draw this comparison we're, as a way of dealing with uh, our current nation's trauma. <laughs> oh, episode 023. We're going to talk about enormous fish that are eating Europe's pigeons and a lot more. Amazing. Um, oh, shit. I'm Jill Chacha, and I'm with the uh, just absolutely lovable, full of beans and rice, Marissa Riley. That's right. That's me. I'm, I'm very lovable. Yeah. And very bloated. That is exactly who I am. Lovable and bloated. Lovable and bloated. Put it on a tote. Put it on a tote. Put it on a tee. If that's not relatable, I don't know what is. <laughs> My God. Yeah. If you're, if you're an artist, whip that up. Whip that we'll cut, up. We'll cut a deal. and uh, Send us an email. Well, that's interesting pod at gmail.com. That's right. If you want that in sticker form, t-shirt form. <laughs> Bumper sticker form. Bumper sticker form. Lovable and bloated. Coffee mug form. <laughs> what if I just did that for the rest of the episode? Just name things. Name objects. Name things. <laughs> Throw pillow form. Throw blanket form. Candle. Candle form. There you go. I can't think of any others. <laughs> you did great. You Thanks. Did <laughs> I kept that going for too long. Uh, okay, so for episode 23... We have to head to France, actually, so which is great, uh, specifically to a little area in the southwest of the country, a town called Albi, A-L-B-I. Oh. Yeah, hopefully I'm saying it as close as possible. Uh, if you give it an in, uh, in image search, uh, it looks as though time has stood still in little Albi. Mm. Uh, quoting Google, quote, dominating the skyline is a 13th century red brick St. Cecile Cathedral, a Gothic landmark with large interior frescoes, such as the dramatic Last Judgment. Um, the centuries-old Bishop's Palace houses the Toulouse-Lautrec Museum, honoring the Albi-born painter. Oh. Uh, the Fashion Museum is in a former convent, and it shows 18th to 20th century costumes. End quote. Well, shit. Can we go? Yeah, I don't see why not. Can we go, like, tomorrow? <laughs> Obviously <laughs> not. But can we go, like... Tomorrow plus like two years. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that'd be a fucking delight. Um, yeah. We can also go see the old bridge that's so old it's just called the old bridge. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> no need for creativity. <laughs> no, because and it's still in use after an entire millennium. Uh, there's a high school situated inside a previous monastery and a research lab for contemporary art located inside an ancient mill. Wow. Very charming. Uh, and walking through this 13th and 15th century architecture can make you feel as though you're not alone, like there's a medieval creature stirring about. Ooh. And if you did, you wouldn't feel, yeah, you wouldn't be too far off. I mean, you see, there is a creature in Albi. Oh, no. Yeah, there's actually a few creatures. Oh, no. <laughs> and they came to town in 1983, and their home is in the river. 
Not the 80s. <laughs> Not the river. Uh, yes, cutting through Albi is the Tarn River. And if you stand on the old bridge overlooking it, you might see something that takes place nowhere else but in Western Europe. Hmm. Now, I'd like to show you part of a video on YouTube from an account called Catfish World. I love it. I'm so <laughs> pumped. <laughs> now, what you're going to see is strange, okay? Okay. <laughs> the musical score to the video really outdoes the strangeness of what the fuck is happening. I, okay. I, just, had to, I just had to show it to you. I had to show you this particular video. Can you please just give us a play-by-play of what you see uh, on screen? All right, I'm going to turn up the volume because the... We really want to hear the score. It doesn't. All right, here we go. Oh my god. Okay, so. What? <laughs> okay, so. Okay, all right. Oh, sorry. I'm supposed yeah. to be talking about what I'm seeing. All right, so there's a bunch of pigeons and they're on the bank of a river. And, um,. Now we see a big catfish. It's super long, and there was a little red arrow that pointed to it, in case you missed it. Okay, so now the red arrow is pointing to the pigeons, which are getting dangerously close to the water. And so they're just hanging out doing their pigeon thing. Totally fine. This music is really weird. Um, yeah, oh, nope, the catfish is getting very close. To the pigeons, there's a child. Oh! Yeah. Did it, uh, it, Did it take one? Yeah. That was so. Oh! Okay, so now we're seeing a slow motion view of what's happening. Yeah. Wow! Yep. So, basically. Yeah. Okay, so let's pause the video. Yeah. Okay, so basically, what we saw was a catfish <laughs> effortlessly creep slightly out of the water yeah bite down on the closest pigeon yep and take it under and just it just sucked it right in it happened so quick so quick like it's not like a big like thing that flies out of the water and catches it in the air and it's not big and dramatic it was just so stealth yeah i was expecting something much creepier based on the music right yeah the music really <laughs> Especially the whole children singing takes away from the fact that a fish just ate a pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so what we just saw on those little gravel islands in the Tarn and along the banks is taking place in rivers in Spain, Italy, and like 10 other fucking countries. Yes. Yeah. The Wells catfish, or the European catfish, is native to Eastern Europe, like the basins of like the Baltic, Black, and Caspian Seas. But it was brought over to Western and Southern Europe by anglers who just couldn't quit their love for the catfish. Oh. Yeah. There's one account where, like, in 1974, a German angler, like, people who, like, hunt fish for sport and shit. Was gonna ask. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so this German guy, he released thousands of wells into oh. Spain's Ebro River, hoping to catch the plumpest and break some records. Um, now... We'll get into how big these animals can get. It's no fucking joke how big they can get. Um, and neither what has been happening since they've been introduced in the late 70s, early 80s. Oh. Uh, would you like to read from Stefan Lovegren's article in National Geographic? Yes. Also, Stefan Lovegren is an awesome name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Quote. Um, and it's... And it's <laughs> I got this. Got I got it. this. Got okay. Quote. In its native, 
habitat where the animal is both fished and farmed for food, the Wells catfish is not considered a problem species. Their populations appear to have remained relatively or relatively stable for decades, with little evidence of excessive predation on other native fish. But uh, in newly inhabited rivers, these aquatic invaders are targeting endangered and commercially imported migratory fish, such as um, I'm going to call allies. Sounds good. Allies. shad and atlantic salmon whose european populations are already in serious decline very interesting yeah yeah which is really unfortunate yeah uh so it turns out these catfish have no natural predators in these new 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 waters uh they're at the top of the food chain and it's not only altering the local fish population the physique and behavior of the catfish itself has been changing and after the break to talk about some weird shit that will definitely change the way you look at catfish. Fuck yeah. Stay tuned. Hello everyone, Stakuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. Have you ever wondered what really happened to Amelia Earhart or the lost colony of Roanoke? Do you ever find yourself scouring the internet for vicious Victorians and their murders by gaslight? Or perhaps you're just sick and tired of women being constantly misrepresented or plain lied about throughout history. If so, join me, Katie Charlwood, history harlot and reader of books on Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class, part of the Area of Media Network. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Adios, au revoir, au revoir to zen, my friends. Bye-bye. I'll be seeing you. Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> You get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And we're, we're talking about catfish physique. Yes, my new favorite <laughs> phrase. I want to say that's the name of my new band. It's not. 
That joke is getting tired. I don't know what it is, but I want to use catfish physique. Yeah. Just, or something. You, just use it to describe yourself. I <laughs> like to think my physique is a little better than a catfish. Yeah, especially after all that, what I'm going to show you. It's kind of actually really disturbing. Yeah, so. I, I definitely don't eat pigeons or have <laughs> whiskers, unless there's something you're not telling me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't inhale <laughs> you know, inhale fucking <laughs> bathing pigeons. I actually do inhale birds. <laughs> I inhaled you did one earlier. You did have a little, little rusted chicken. I saw it. So, you yeah. know, I looked away sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Ah, where are we? Fucking catfish. Now, we all have a general idea what a catfish looks like, right? They have these whiskers uh, called barbells. Uh, dipping out of their face and these help them find other bottom feeders and fish by detecting vibrations and the movement of their prey i didn't know that there you go Uh, now we're now seeing them use that part of their body in a way we haven't seen before Uh, just a moment ago we saw them stalk very much not bottom feeding pigeons yeah uh, which takes a bit of strategy and planning not seen in other catfish or other fish in general uh, scientists have only seen this type of apex predator beaching behavior, like like you said, coming up to the surface yeah. and onto the shoreline for a little bit. Yeah, and in really shallow water, like uncomfortably so. Yeah, I mean, it's like pigeon ankle deep water. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so scientists have only seen this type of like beaching from aquatic mammals like bottlenose dolphins and killer whales and the super awesome, super smart octopus yeah. goes yeah. on land for a bit. Uh, now we're seeing the same thing in these catfish, and they're doing it, like, really, really well. It's insane how well <laughs> yeah. we should link to the video, everything. It's, like, Yeah, it's incredible. Crazy. It's incredible. Uh, one study in the summer of 2001 recorded 54 attacks in the Albi River with a success rate of 28%. Wow. Uh, if you think that's low, lions hunting in prides have a success rate of 25 to 30%. Holy shit, they're on lion level. <laughs> they're on lion level shit. Uh, and that info is from discovermagazine.com and discoverwildlife.com. Mm. Um, they've also been shown using human structures to increase their chances of catching migrating salmon. Wait, what? Yeah. Um, For example, in France's Garonne River, uh, there's a hydroelectric dam, like, in the way. And for salmon to get past the dam, they need to find a little ramp on the side (laughs) that leads to, like, a little fish highway, a little tube that goes up and around the dam and exits on the other side so they can continue swimming upstream. Now, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Just quick aside, yeah. um, this is very complicated yeah. for a salmon to figure out. No, yeah. I mean, I couldn't figure that out. <laughs> Most of the time when I get on the highway, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to find an alternative route because <laughs> this is way too confusing. But these salmon sound much smarter um, than myself. <laughs> they, you know, they, it's been working, like having the, like these wow. little fish tubes and shit. Fish tubes. Fish tubes. They... Go through them, and then they're, like, shot out the other end. Yeah. That's something else you, you should, like, totally give a Google. It's pretty entertaining. Oh, my to God. To watch fish figure out, like, flopping their bodies against this thing, trying to get through. Well, maybe maybe they are just sucked through. They could be sucked through. Some of them do. Have, sucked like, a little, through. yeah. That's how I wish the highway work. I, <laughs> I wish I could just, like, drive and then just, like, let go of the wheel, and I would just be, like, sucked into the right place. <laughs> 
like a Jetson style shit. Exactly. Yeah, and no a... one would get hurt, but like I would just, basically what I'm saying is I don't want to do anything right. ever again. You just, you just want to throw your body into a tube and get yeah. that tube shot through space to get to your destination. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which is I'll be. Which, which is I'll be. Let's do that. The place in France. It sounds Let's really it. nice. It sounds, it sounds very relaxing unless you're a pigeon. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, Okay, where are we? Uh, okay, so these fish are like going into this little fish highway and they're trying to get around the dam and out the other side. Yeah. Uh, now, the catfish in Garonne not only wait by the exit of this fish highway, okay. uh, they sometimes come in through the exit and wait inside the tube for their chance to pounce. Oh my God, this is terrible. Yeah. F- forget everything I said about <laughs> wanting to be like a salmon on the highway. <laughs> Yeah, this this podcast ruins dreams. <laughs> so, um, and the salmon are the salmon aren't the only like oblivious targets too. Um, quote in the same river, Wells catfish have also learned to target spawning Alice shad. Those other fish, Alice you, shad, that I pronounced poorly. I, I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced. I but shad. <laughs> so they've also target these fish at the river's surface at nighttime when the fish are preoccupied in their courtship displays. So oh, <laughs> well, they're flirting and going on little fish dates. Yeah, they're getting attacked. They're yeah. getting attacked. Yeah, it's like a fucking horror movie. That's so horrible. I just imagine them like eating spaghetti together <laughs> by candlelight, yep. little fishes. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, an analysis of more than 250 catfish stomachs uh, revealed that shad made up more than 80% of their diet. Um, all of these studies reached the same conclusion, that the European catfishes have become a serious threat to important migratory fish, end quote. Uh, and that's from yeah. National Geographic's Stefan Lovgren's article. Fuck yes, yeah, Stefan Lovgren. There you go. Uh, now, with all this food, roaming area, and no predators, these catfish are, like, reaching and exceeding previously known limits of size and shape. They're getting fucking huge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. According to Wikipedia, the average adult wells is four to five feet long and around, like, 50 pounds, which, that's a big fish in that's and of itself. That's a big fish. It's a big fucking fish, dude. That, whoa. Now, but the whole reason why that German dude brought the catfish to Spain is because they can easily surpass those numbers and become like a formidable fish foe when you want to go fishing. Like, the, yeah. yeah. Um, in 2015, big fish gamer Dino Ferrari, real name. Amazing. Uh, was doing his big fish gaming thing on the Po River in Italy when he caught a massive, massive 280-pound, 8-foot, 8-inch catfish. Here is a picture. Shut the fuck. I'm gonna show you a picture. Up. Brace yourself. That fish is bigger than me. Oh my god. Yes. Oh yep. my god. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly what you think it is. It's a 280 pound fish. I'm looking at a picture, by the way. <laughs> uh, it's just it's it's just a big fucking fish, and he's like he can't even hold it up. No. He's simply holding the tail. Yeah. Because it's just and it's on a beach. It's an eight foot goddamn fish. He could climb inside of it. Oh, like absolutely. a sleeping bag. Yes. and comfortably uh, have a place to sleep. Yeah, and smell bad for the rest of his life. Absolutely. 
Um, it took nearly an hour to reel this beast in, and thankfully it was returned to the river where it could continue feeding on pigeons and just about anything it fucking wants. Or people, it's huge. Yeah. you know? <laughs> so. It could eat me on a date. It could eat both of your co-hosts while we're on a date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Together? Yeah. yeah. That's, uh-huh. And that mouth? Dude. Dude. That's, it's got to be, what, it has to open maybe four feet, probably half its body weight. Well, I mean, length. I'm just uh, I don't amazed. Know. It's just yeah. so big. <laughs> it's just, uh, believe it or not, this is not the largest fish caught in the Po River. No. There was a nine-foot fish that weighed somewhere between 308 and 317 pounds oh. at one point. Uh, and honestly, it really is worth an image search for cat, Wells catfish. Um, just type in Wells catfish, W-E-L-S, and behold the fatty majesty of these things and the elated human beings posing with them. And if you're asking, do I have a tab saved on my browser? I fucking do. And here's the first page. Marissa, would you like to see what comes up when you look up Wells Catfish? I would love to. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Jesus Christ. They're all, it's just pictures of giant fish that men can't hold up because they're so big. Like it's these guys who are so happy sitting next to these fish that are the size of cars yeah, yeah. and they can't they can barely they're they're barely a part of it like it's hilarious yeah these fish are so big also i love the phrase fatty majesty <laughs> i think it just surpassed um, what was the other one catfish physique amazing yeah worth worth a google just absolutely incredible yeah. it'll it'll make your day it really will Ah, so we should also bring up the fact that Wells catfish thrive in warmer, fresh water around 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm. And that's kind of bad news for Belgium, Netherlands, and countries north of Europe whose uninhabited rivers right now are slowly getting warmer thanks to climate change. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, Emily Garcia Bartho, an aquatic ecologist at the University of Girona in Spain, said to National Geographic, quote, we forecast that the catfish, which is abundant in the main stem of the Ebro, the river where they were first first introduced, right. um, it will spread considerably upstream. End oh, quote. No. Yeah. So what can Europe do to contain these chonky, clever killers? Yeah. I say, in my opinion, we should send over chonky, clever killers. Americans. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Now, Western Europeans don't have a taste for these catfish but americans we stick our fucking chubby forearms into holes for these things yeah that's right noodling it's a thing it's the sport of kings where you look for a catfish den and you stick your hand in hoping the catfish inhales and chomps down on your arm resulting in a catch i said yeah like i knew what that was (laughs) and i didn't and now i know you know what i'm talking about i'll never forget (laughs) i'm gonna think about this that's another google search worthy Noodling. Noodling. Google noodling and people just getting in the river, getting in there, sticking their entire arm into a dark hole and uh, hoping it's just a catfish in there. Yeah. I mean, that pretty much sums up Americans. It's quintessential. It's like baseball and then this. Just add some trans fats to the (laughs) picture and you've got murka. Yeah. So now sticking your arm in the mouth of anything over 100 pounds is a dangerous stupid idea and precisely why we'd be good at it and so i in my humble opinion europe please give it a thought 
it may just heal the international relations of the last four years. We're so sorry. <laughs> so. There you go. You know, we might be a primitive group, us Americans, but um, but we can help you with the catfish. We can help you. We can eat that. Yeah. We can eat that. We can figure it out. We'll eat it. We'll fry it. Mm-hmm. We'll find a way. Put some hush puppies on the side. Be fucking delicious. That's, yeah, problem solved. And that is also the end of episode 023, everybody. We fucking did it. We did it. We solved Europe's problems. We solved Europe's <laughs> problems. Yeah. Uh, also, no more Trump, which is nice. Fuck yeah. Hopefully. Fuck. I'm so <laughs> scared he's going to pop out from a bush or something. Right, it's like, like the end. Of, I think it's the end of the movie, but like it jumps out of the river, like no pun intended. Yeah. Like, and Joe Biden was him the whole time in a no. mask. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, that's oh not. My oh my God, that's not the case. Yeah. I hope. <sighs> my God. All right, guys. Uh, and everyone, continue to rate us and email us. Uh, rate us so other people can find us and email us so we can talk about what you think is interesting. Yeah. Create new episodes and new things in this new year. And also, stay interesting. Please do. <laughs>